Hey, Spirit and Truth family, it's Mark Chokintaw here, and I hope you're all doing well. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome, and if you've been around for a while, welcome back. This thought I'll be discussing today is probably one you might not have thought too deeply about, but this episode is going to be a bit of encouragement to anyone feeling as though that they are not as confident in life, maybe have some big obstacles coming up that they need to get around, or whatever it may be. For just a few moments, I'm going to talk on this title, What Jericho Can Really Do For You. But first, why don't we open up with just a short prayer. God, thank you for every single listener listening to this podcast today. We love and invite your presence to be with us. Thank you for blessing our families, our friends, and and me individually. Give me confidence today, knowing that you will make a way, you will split the seas, you will move mountains, and you will make walls fall down. We boldly declare this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Great, so let's get into scripture. If you have your Bibles with you, you can follow along. The reference is going to be Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 through 5. I'll be reading out of the English Standard Version translation, so things may sound a little different than what you might be reading from. Verse 1 says this, Now, Jericho was shut up, inside and outside, because of the people of Israel. None went out, and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city at once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat. Now, if you have read the story of Joshua, you may identify it to be a story themed with the concept of faith, courage, or even trust. I mean, could you imagine God telling you to do what Joshua did in today's world? It would be like going to the White House with horns and trumpets and doing exactly what Joshua did. The book right before Joshua tells us a little bit about the heads up they receive and about how mighty these walls are going to be. Deuteronomy 9 verse 1 tells us, Hero Israel, thou art to pass over Jordan this day to go and to possess nations greater and mightier than thyself, cities great and fenced up to heaven. Now, if a city ever was known to be fenced up to heaven, I probably would be thinking twice before messing with that city. The directions given to Joshua may have seemed odd, and maybe there had been a little bit of speckle of insecurity or doubt in his heart, but nonetheless, Joshua obeyed. When we are confronted by a spiritual obstacle, we sometimes tend to rely on our own consciousness to try and problem solve. That's just our nature to do things ourselves. That's like choosing to drink hose water or purified water if you're thirsty. You know, our own consciousness is insignificant compared to God's direction. 
The Bible speaks about how God uses us in ways we may not think clearly. Proof of this exists and is found in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 55, verse 8 through 9 says this For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. And God's ways can be so contrary to how we may think. The author Paul writes about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Now, let's talk about the city. Aside from archaeology, Scripture gives us a little, a little bit of help when it comes to drawing a picture of what things may have looked like. If we read in verse 5 of chapter 6, again, it says that, And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. I'm going to read that last part again. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. So, after they shouted, after they marched, after the horns were blown, what happened? The walls did fall. Jericho, the city with walls around the entirety of it. The city with the altitude advantage, the city with the walls up to the heavens, it still came down. According to this scripture, we can logically perceive that the city of Jericho was on top of a hill or even maybe the side of a mountain, but absolutely elevated from its surrounding elevation. You see, when it says, the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. This means that literally, men conquering Jericho climbed up fallen walls to be eye to eye level with quote unquote men, like it says, that are already in the city walls. This is important to keep in mind. Now, when the walls fell, catch this when the walls fell, it would have meant that they would have had to have fallen in such a way that they became parallel with the mountain or hill they were on. What once started in an upright position, a defensive position, now fell to a diagonal one, being parallel to the ground under it. In other words, what once was all defensive, what once was meant to never come down, God had transformed that to be ramps that led into the city for the Israelites. It's incredible. The thing that was designed to keep them. Out of their promise was used to get them inside their promise. So, not only will God never lose when the odds are stacked against him, but God will always allow things to become easier after and during the battle. That battle is just a bridge into the promise God has for you. No wall and no obstacle is a problem for God. Obstacles in life can be used to conquer. The Lord told Joshua just to walk around your obstacle. You know, it didn't make sense to him. <laughs> And like scripture says, his ways are not my ways. 
And I'm sure Joshua in his head had a completely different plan before God spoke to him. And the seventh day, they screamed and shouted, and then it made sense. Allow me to end this this episode by making something clear. It wasn't the marching, and it wasn't the shouting, and it wasn't the trumpet blowing that had made walls fall down. It was the obedience behind it. Because where there is no obedience, there is absolutely no victory. Let's do some reflection before we finish. I know school is out and summer is here. And sorry to some of those who have been out of school for a while, but let's take a self-reflection pop quiz. These three questions I'm about to ask you are all dependent on the preceding question. So let's start with an easy one. Question number one. Am I dedicated enough to hearing God's voice? John chapter 8 verse 47 says this. Whoever is of God hears the word of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. So when I have choices and decisions in life that are very important and future changing, am I in a place spiritually And right now, where I can hear God's direction. That's question one. Question two. Am I obedient to God's directions? Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1 says this. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. So with everything that I do on a, you know, a daily basis, is it in correlation to what God expects from me? I want to make God happy, as everyone would want. And to do this, I need to listen to his orders and be obedient to direction. And finally, question three. Am I living a life confident in God? Isaiah 41 and verse 13 says this, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not, I am the one who helps you. You know, when I live life, do I walk <laughs> Do I walk like I know I have God's favor? Is it evident from other people's perspectives? Live confidently, knowing that there is a guarantee of God's presence and support in you always. So, to wrap up these three questions, in order to live confidently through God, you need to be obedient. And in order to be obedient to God, you need to be spiritually close enough to hear His direction. This is all pleasing to Him. So, I want to finish with this scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55 through 57 says this, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thank you for listening today. I hope this podcast encourages someone. And remember that 
You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You may not be perfect or live a perfect life, but God isn't looking for that. In fact, he looks for presence over perfection. Walk in victory this week, and I'll catch you next time.